Hello there and welcome back to Chiquita Nicole Speaks. My name is Chiquita Nicole Edwards and this podcast is where I uplift and empower women to be the best versions of themselves by providing tips and chips for them to use in their day-to-day lives. Today, we're going to talk about overcoming abusive relationships. And I have a special guest with me today who believes that an abusive relationship is very possible to overcome once you have a good support system. Chacha Garcia was born in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. She has a nine-year-old son, and she's a woman who is passionate about uplifting other women by being transparent with her own experiences. She is also the owner and founder of the Beauty B-E-U-T-I clothing line. Let's all formally meet Miss Chacha Garcia. How y'all doing, girl? Hola, hola. (laughs) Great, great. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I gotta gotta let my guests, you know, gotta boost them up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Definitely. So what do you wanna what what are we talking about with overcoming abusive relationships? Like what where's your mind at on that? Um, kinda everywhere. Kind of everywhere. Um but I I would like to start out by saying it is possible. Um, because most women, most people who are in that situation, they don't have, they don't have that that mind frame as yet. You know, they're they feel like they're stuck at the moment, right. and they don't don't see outside of what's going on right now, and they have every means why they're thinking like that. And I really, you know, want to reach out to whoever is listening to this and is in a situation and let them know that there is a life outside. A, a physically, verbally, emotionally abusive relationship, um, and it all really comes down to that strong support system. That is very true. I know that we we talked before, and you mentioned how sometimes people can talk about things or make a judgmental statement about someone who may have been abused or may currently be in a in an abusive relationship not knowing that maybe someone close to them is experiencing something like that and they don't realize how it could be hurting um the person that may be overhearing it like can you elaborate a little bit more on that yeah definitely um so like we talked about in 2017 that was my first time really coming forward about you know my domestic violence experience you know, outside of who already knew, nobody else knew. And um, when I say nobody else knew, I mean even my close friends and family, they only knew what soaked about it. So, you know, around 2017, you know, social media, Facebook, people speak their minds. And for a while, it was just a, a bash on women who were experiencing <clears throat> domestic violence, you know, the name calling, the you're, they were stupid for putting up with domestic violence and they're weak and it was it was happening for a couple of days and it really touched a few buttons like really touched a few buttons to the point I was like these are people that that's speaking down on me and don't even know they're speaking down on me these are people that I know that you have no idea the experience that I'm just like literally just coming out of and still having to battle coming out of this and it really pushed me to speak and educate those that were on my platform 
and I decided to use my social media to really educate people on what goes on in domestic violence situations. I really had to break it down in segments, sort of like a book, Chiquita, and start from the beginning, how it's a whole mental battle before it even becomes physical. Um, and I think a lot of people are asleep or they, they're really ignorant to the fact of how common abuse is. And therefore they don't expect that when they speak the way they speak, how close by that lady or that woman is to be stuck in a situation. If you understand, what I'm, I hope I word that correctly. You I did. Don't think, you did. You yeah. worded it good. Mm-hmm. I don't think they understand. Like it's literally your next door neighbor, your cousin, your mom, your sister, that you're stopping from stepping forward and reporting abuse because now you already you tore her down without even knowing that that's who you ripping down. And that's, it's so funny. You Well, it's not funny, but it's amazing that you say that because I remember seeing that post. And when I saw that post, it, I remember it, it, it struck a nerve for me because when you posted that, I was, I was still, in a, still in a hiding phase of my life where I had a, experienced a lot of things myself, you know, and I just did not have the courage to speak out about it. And I remember going into your inbox like, wow, like the fact that you shared this publicly on social media, like I admire your strength. And with that, I didn't tell you, I don't, I didn't tell you much at all. Cause I was still like very private. And I remember saying like, I just want to let you know, I experienced something very similar to that. And I probably will never tell my story, but you know, the fact that you had the courage to do that, it just, it speaks volumes. And girl, look at me now look at us now look at us now look at us now like i never knew that you speaking out about that and i think that you didn't even know that the extent of what i went through until my book came out right i didn't yeah well i haven't read your whole book yet and that's because i have so much going on but i think i reached up to page 29 and no lie i wish the people could see my face every time i turn a page i'm like wow like I went to school with her. Like this is what you were experiencing when I see you at the lunchroom. Right. This is what I'm experiencing in class, and it's like that's you. You never know what people are going through. Right. To watch what you say, especially when you're ignorant about a certain topic, especially one as sensitive as domestic violence. Yes. Because you. We carry it. We hide it very well. Oh yeah, we definitely do because we're we're ashamed we're shamed one and then when we hear these murmurings from other people like oh my gosh she's stupid or in in my situation I hear people try to like dummy it down to the point making it sound like it's not abuse like oh that's not abuse because there's levels there's levels it has to be this to be abuse it has to be that to be abuse no you're right there are levels to abuse but at the end of the day all of it is abuse and it's detrimental Right, it, it is very much so. And that was another segment that I wrote on, you know, within me expressing and telling people my experience. It's like, when you speak down on another woman for going through abuse, you being disrespected and called in your name and emotionally being fucked with, do you understand that that's abuse? That's right. just the very of abuse. You're not too far behind her, sister. Hold up, humble yourself. Mm-hmm. That's 
okay it starts like that mm-hmm. it starts them breaking you down mm-hmm. it starts with them buried it starts with them separating you from your loved ones and then it gets physical it doesn't just start out with a man or a woman because men get abused too it doesn't start out with you know straight physical because then we more likely to retaliate and like what the hell hold up bro but the mental the men <laughs> the mental abuse who you are in the beginning and who you are when that physical abuse starts you are not the same person exactly acting the way you think you should react and for me i can definitely relate to that i know like I'm a psychology and counseling major and that's one of the things that they taught us like everything starts mentally like I don't know there are so many movies out there and it's like I guess because I've been through so much it's like before they even get to that end phase of the abuse it's like there it goes this is what he's doing I'm gonna woo her I'm gonna wine and dine her because she has her wall up to here and I'm gonna gently break those walls down and let her know I'm here for her and that I love her and that I have all of her best interests at heart and then all of a sudden bam an argument happens and he calls you out your name and you're like whoa where did this come from like this is not the person that i've been with all these years or all this many months or whatnot and then he, then you say well like when you're taken aback by it it's like oh oh baby i'm sorry i didn't mean that and then something else happens and boom there goes another emotional word or phrase or something that they did lashing out and then you're like what and then they're like oh i'm sorry i didn't mean it i didn't mean it i didn't mean that whatever i'm so sorry please forgive me even to the point of crying girl the tears girl definitely they the, cried yes and then <laughs> so they get all in your emotions and before you know it some more time passed you think oh okay he really was sorry next thing you know boom you get hit in the face yeah and you you really my my issue was I was scared for him more than I was scared for myself, if that makes any sense. It does. I have eight brothers, okay? One is passed. I have a lot of male figures, okay? And I kept silent about what was going on with me because I was more scared for him than I was scared for myself. And that's fucking crazy. That is crazy. And you're it's like you're protecting him and you're like, why am I protecting someone that's hurting me? Yeah. I was at the beginning, like, and I, I can't even say for the beginning because it was for some years. I was afraid to fight him back because I felt like I would hurt him if I fought him back. I, I had one night in particular where he slept with guns. I, I had guns pulled on me. I was picked up and he was getting ready to throw me over balconies. And one night in particular, he had a, a gun under his pillow. And I, I couldn't sleep for shit. I couldn't sleep. And I really, I, I reached for the gun. And I really had it pointed to this man, my son's father. Wasn't my son's father at the time. He was just my boyfriend. And I couldn't do it. Like, I really couldn't do it. You know? And it's, they, they cry. They cry real tears. They have emotions. They are very charismatic. And even though you know in that moment they're not good for me you remember everything else they were before they were that yeah and, and that's where they and that's where they get you it's conflicting in your mind because it's like how did he go from 
Dr. Sweet Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde in a matter of me letting my guard down. That's how that that's how it works. That's how it works. I will tell you this. I know for a fact. I don't care what nobody tries to convince me of or whatever. I know for a fact. Had I not left my marriage when I was two months pregnant, that I would have became a punching bag. Because the first night I came home from the wedding, the first night I came home from the wedding, he got angry with me and raised his fist at me. Now, he didn't hit me, but that was like the first sign of this man will hit me. And that was the first time I was like, like my chest did something like, and and the, the thing that they get upset over, I'm like, how? How did this little thing upset you that much that you had to raise your fist at me? Ego. Ego. Egotistical. It's all ego. It's all our power. It's all it's in their head, you know? And I don't want to make an excuse for them, but legit, that's some shit that they experience. Whether they saw somebody doing it, whether somebody did it to them, whether they just have been victim of narcissistic behavior it's there but nobody talks about it so we would never know we just automatically feel like he's just a dick yeah he is because it comes to a point where we're at a certain age when you're responsible for your own trauma now exactly not putting them and and taking it out on somebody else especially a woman as a man you right. know what i mean right they is i don't know chiquita that's like level that's a whole another conversation that's like levels of digging up what happened to you who did this to you and and most of the times they don't even the fuck is wrong with them Mm -hmm. levels of trauma they don't even know they just know that i want to be in control right now and it's amazing that you say that they don't know because i just did another podcast episode with someone who mentioned about how important it is to learn the mental state of the person that you're with because especially in the black community mental health is not something that we talk about very often you know we've already endured so much over the years i mean shoot look at what's going on right now in the world with how our black men are being killed and beaten and forget just the black men black women black people in general how we are treated now how we have been treated so we've always had to fight so mental health is not something that is on the top of the list in the black community so if you take that and you have a a a man a young man who possibly was told you don't cry as a man because that's a sign of weakness or you need to show that you're the man by talking this way to your woman or don't let your woman make you feel inferior you don't know what things they were fed or if they were made to feel inferior in their childhood in their upbringing so they're like i would never let a woman talk to it's so many factors so many levels so many layers to why anyone not just a man because like you said women are abusive too i know some guys who have been in abusive relationships with women and it's just a it's just it's just a mental uh breakdown of something that they're dealing with on the inside whether they're insecure their self-esteem is low or 
they feel less than because they're intimidated by who you are so they feel like they have to bring you down it's so many different things so you know a lot of times we may be like oh my gosh you know why is this she's so dumb like why won't she just leave a lot of times in my personal opinion and my experience it's not so much that we don't want to leave because this man is crazy a lot of times we're afraid to leave we don't know what what the what he's gonna do you know what I'm saying? We don't know. And then you got to think about some of these guys' families are enabling the behavior. Because I've oh. heard some mothers say, like, what did you do to upset him? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay. so many levels. But I want to ask you, Cha-Cha, like, what was the turning point for you? Like, I'm curious. What was the turning point for you to say, like, okay, this is enough is enough. I'm tired of living and sleeping in fear. You know, I'm tired of protecting protecting this man from you know the things that he's doing to me and i just i'm done like what what was that turning point for you um okay so before i answer that let me just go back to what you just said your reason for not leaving and reasons why women would stay okay okay then my reason for staying when i came to florida i was really i was young i left the island where I had cousins all around, family all around. It, we were never bored. We knew home. Like, that was my life. And then my mom decided to move to Florida. So we came from home with everybody to Florida, a whole new culture to nobody. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I was bored. And he brought that excitement to me. I was bored. And when I hit the, the stage where I started to date him, like that was my get away from home. That was my get away from boredom. And I wouldn't say I was 100% scared to leave. It's just like every time I did leave, I came back. That was my excitement. And it's crazy, but that's what it was. Like that was not the part wasn't my excitement. Getting away from home and not having what I had in the islands was my excitement he he taught me about florida he taught me about a lot of shit and i had honestly i rather had been there than to just be home without family without anybody you know and that was one of my my major reasons for staying and then i loved him like i really i really loved this dude this was my first everything i really loved this dude and i really felt like he would change i really felt like in the six months where he wasn't acting a fool that he changed but, then, but by the seventh month, there I was with black eyes, broken fingers, hair without my scalp, you know, to the point where now I'm pregnant with my son and it's still happening. I'm still taking trips to the emergency room to make sure my baby alive. To make sure I don't have a dead babe in my womb. Wow. You know? Yeah, like, I mean, he would literally, and he would say out of his mouth, there's so much I love you. I'm not going to make you go to the hospital by yourself. I'm going to walk in there with you. And in my head, I was like, what the fuck? Like, really fucked up in your... But my turning point was, ooh, my baby made, like, right after my baby was born. I would say he, it wasn't even a month, Chiquita. It wasn't even a month. And I remember one night I wanted to go out with my homegirls and I did. And he wasn't with it. He was very jealous, very insecure. I could walk down the street with a paper bag over me and it was still an issue. 
about men and women, very insecure. And I went out with my home girl and you know, I came home that night. It was a big issue in the morning. It was still a big issue. And he, I had my baby in my hand. He was like a month old. And he legit got upset to the point where he punched me. And my, I can't even say I had a black eye. I had a black face. <laughs> I had a black fucking face. And I had a black, I believe, of my son and fly away. And even after that, I stayed. I came back. I came back. And I think it was like my, my son made two. One, he made two. That's when I left him for good. Because I realized that you were cut, you were hitting me now in front of my son. And it wasn't stopping. And I know underneath all the bullshit, I know I'm a strong woman. And I know it was something that you were trying to kill inside of me. So now it became like you, you're not even my boyfriend. You're really my enemy at the end of the day. I always felt like you were competing with me. I always felt like you were trying to hold me down. I always felt like anything I accomplished, break it down. Mm-hmm. And it came when now you, at two years old, you still put your hands on me in front of my son, in front of your other kids. And I just got to the point where like, okay, it's not gonna stop. And I don't want my son to see me like this anymore. I don't want my son to look at me as a weak woman. And I don't want him to feel like it's okay to treat somebody else back like that shit. I didn't want anymore. And, you know, I left. And the crazy, the crazy part about it is after I left, I was really expecting to, myself to go back. I was like, I just know I'm going to end up going right back. But, like, I didn't. Like, I got over that shit so quick. It really shocked the fuck out of me. And I, I was just like, I know I'm going to end up going back tomorrow. I know I'm going to end up going back tomorrow. And that tomorrow turned into a year, and to another year, and to another year. And look, we have this conversation right now. Right. That's so, that's such an amazing story. And it goes to show you how much our kids can really strengthen us even more. Because uh, it takes a strong woman to endure what you've endured what I've endured, what whoever else is listening to this podcast may have endured, and then to find the strength to and the know-how to get out of it. And yeah. just like you said that your son was basically your motivation to get out. Because you're like, I don't want my son to see this. I don't want him to see his mom being a punching bag and thinking that it's okay for him to go treat somebody else as a punching bag. At, at, he was one year old at this incident i remember <laughs> i remember he was drunk my son's father was drunk and i came home and he you know when people are drunk especially abusive men they act the ass they talk shit and i was i was really at the breaking point i wasn't there yet but i was really over it i was just like okay i can't do this shit so every other night i was just taking my shit taking my son and going to my mother's house i was just leaving like the, the minute you start to speak stupid i was leaving it was starting the ball has started to roll for me right okay and he didn't like that. He didn't like that now I wasn't just sitting there and waiting for you to make up. And one day I came, you know, with my son to grab some of my shit from the house. And I already know he was gonna be with the bullshit. I could see it in his eyes, I could feel the tension. And he was like, let me talk to you. So I put the window down a little bit. Like he legit took the space that I put the, down, the window down a little bit and pushed it down and snatched me and my son out the fucking car through the window. What? Okay. And I'm yeah, and I'm legit holding on to my baby as he drags us upstairs and locks us in a room. 
and my son is a one year old okay so we fell asleep i fell asleep crying and at one year old my son wakes up in the morning and he like <laughs> oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to bring the emotions but it's okay let it out girl let it out that means you're still healing it means you're still healing and crying is healthy so let it out girl let it out definitely still healing but you know at one year old <laughs> my son was like mommy you crying fasten those seatbelts because we will be right back wipe it my face and I was like no I can't right at that point like, he's understanding what's happening yeah, yeah. he yeah. showed me but you know I was I was really really young I was really naive I, I really kept a lot to myself for the fact of I really didn't feel like much people understood where I was coming from mm-hmm. and get me if I feel like you have an experience what I experience it's no way you can help me out mm-hmm and that's why I want to make my life as transparent as possible. So the next one don't have to feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. I've been <laughs> he's spit in my face. Mm-hmm. He, like, I, whatever you've been through, I've been there. You should like, be embarrassed about. Yeah. You know, and um, I don't, I don't ever feel like we gonna ever like a hundred percent heal or get over what we've been through I I would never say you'll be 100% okay with it and when I say okay yeah you want to move on you want to accomplish it you want to be great afterwards but that's a major part of you yeah and it's then, a huge part of you right and and then it's I, I like to relate it back to like a physical scar and I use this story a lot when I was um in fifth grade me and my neighborhood friends were outside playing hide and go seek and it was wet outside and i slipped on the curve of um it was a little it had rained earlier or the day before or something and i slipped and skinned up my leg and that scar is still there and every time i look at it i know exactly where i got that scar and so although we've overcome and we've found a way to be victors of our situations and not victims and we've learned how to move about life and try to empower others you know that they can get through things too it's still a day-to-day working progress because certain things you might talk about you might be just like you didn't expect to cry today i'm pretty sure you didn't right but i have my mascara so i'm glad you did be on video girl it is absolutely okay like even if it was on video it it's it's absolutely okay because i think when we're the most vulnerable is when we reach the most people and that's what my goal is and i mean when i did my book signing i didn't expect to get emotional but it's just certain things that that you may discuss that might just trigger an emotion in you because it takes you back and if you want to write about something I, uh, right and and I, I do want to speak at seminars and I spoke to a few speakers as well and I told them it's not a fair but I just have to let you know now if this is something we're going to do just know it's going to get emotional 
and I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not vulnerable and that I try to close out my emotions anymore, but I don't, it's not much that make me cry. That's me. It's, it's mm-hmm. not much that going to and make me shed a tear. Mm-hmm. I try really working on it because I really feel like we need to be in touch with our femininity and mm-hmm. how to be soft and flow. But it's not much that uh, that makes me cry. It's not much that I would allow myself to cry for. But being in a situation like this for over 12 years, off and on, never having counseling for it, never having therapy, it's, you know, it's shit that when you speak and you write and you think about, you will get very emotional about. And I don't want to mask my emotions because I know that that will possibly save somebody else right and another part of the emotion at least for myself is a fact and some days I just wake up and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm I mean I did it today literally I did it today because someone read my someone else read my book and they called me and we talked for two hours and she told me her story and how much it related to mine and what I I walked I looked in the mirror and I just was like gosh girl you really came a long way and that's where a lot of that emotion come from it's just like wow like I have really come a long way like to see where I am now, like a lot of people don't know because I, again, I was very quiet, very shy, very private. You remember me in high school. I didn't barely talk to nobody. Yeah, like I was very athletic. I don't know how I was so popular, but I was always really sweet to people, but I just, I kept to myself. It, it was just easier that way. I didn't have to worry about being rejected. I didn't have to worry about not being accepted, people picking on me. And I never even experienced that in high school nobody picked on me everyone loved me but it was just that was just my personality type and because of the things that I was going through back home that no one knew about but when I think back of the person that I was and the things that I allowed at that moment and how my boundary setting game right now is like on 10 I'm just like how did I get from that to this? And that's where a lot of the emotion comes from. It's just like, yeah, it hurt that I had to go through that. But like for you, I'm going to go back to when you said that your son had to see that stuff. And it was just like, okay, I've already started making strides because a part of you was just like, okay, this ain't working. And then my baby's here. I don't want him to be susceptible to that. Me, I was two months pregnant. I hadn't even had my baby yet. But in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to have this baby if I stay here and continue to endure this verbal abuse, this mental abuse, this emotional abuse that I was experiencing. And I don't want to stay there long enough to, to get physical, for it to get physical. I mean, the most physical I got was being pushed. And that was enough because I was pregnant. How are you going to push your pregnant wife? Who does that? Who does that? And so I was just like, if I stay here, it's it's a very slim chance that I'll have my baby. And I had my baby. He was just born extremely early because that's the amount of stress I was under. That stuff will kill you and whoever you carry it in your womb. Yes, it will. It definitely, definitely will. And I just... Yeah, and I just know that it was God who spared my baby because the amount of trauma that he experienced being born as early as he was and the amount of handicaps that he was supposed to have according to the doctors and my baby is going to 11th grade next year has never stayed back 
is very intelligent and i have talked huh thank you (laughs) but i've taught him how to cope with his disabilities but at the end of the day he is not handicapped he does not have cerebral palsy he has never had a seizure you know what i'm saying and he's in his right mind anybody that talks to my son says that he's very mature in his vocabulary and they feel like they're talking to a 20 year old so i must have did something right but that is a blessing you hear me because it could have been so much worse than that I could have yeah. not even had my baby. They told me it was a very slim chance of him even living. And the fact that he's about to turn 16 in another month, I'm like, what? I'm glad I'm glad you left even before he was born because they remember. Yeah. My son remembers everything. And I left, again, I left when he was two years old. Wow. So he had his pacifier in his mouth. And when he did start to talk, okay, when he did start to communicate with me, he was telling me shit that he saw when he couldn't talk. I mean, I remember stuff from two years old. I don't. You good. Yeah, I my long-term it. memory, I don't know if it's because I experienced so much stuff, but my long-term memory, I remember a lot. I do not. And he remembers details. He remembers details with these situations. And I I don't talk negatively on father to anybody, mm-hmm. especially right the crazy part is i don't even hate him i have no at all and i question myself almost always about that shit like how could you not hate him and i don't i don't hate him you know um but i glad you did leave because they remember and i have i have to go speak to my son every time he brought that up to me i had to this is what happened you're not tripping that is what you saw you know and that's good yeah you leaving room for him to come to you to inquire and that's the same thing I do with mine thankfully my son wasn't born to see any of that but I will say because um I've had to do co-parenting and it's been the most stressful thing ever um there are things that he's remembered you know throughout this that he is just like God, he's a hot mess or you know he'll say things like that and I, I don't respond because it's not my job to paint a negative picture it's for him to see for himself exactly yeah. I don't I don't do that that's just not in my nature I feel like anything that is meant to come surface to the light it will it will. yeah but the fact that your son also remembers things from that young is because it was traumatic was. Things that are traumatic are hard to kind of let go. It's like a stain on your brain that won't go away. Right. Kind of like the scar on your leg that I had from when I was in fifth grade playing hide and go seek in the yard. Very true. And, and that's what scared me the most. Uh, that's what made me realize. Like, I, I, that's what made me realize. Like, even if I wanted to go back, because of my son, I couldn't go back you know, it, and I literally tell him like all the time, like you saved my life. Yeah, I'm your mommy, but you saved mommy life. Because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you, I would, I would have went back. Yeah, and I tell my son all the time that he's my hero. I remember I had to do an assignment, and it said write your hero down on a piece of paper. 
and the first person came to my mind was my son. Yeah. And I've told him more than one time. I said, do you know that your mommy's hero? Mm-hmm. I said, you were there to listen to me, even when you didn't understand what I was saying. I said, right. you were there for me to talk to when nobody else was. You right. helped me get out of a situation. You strengthened me. I said, you are my hero. And he just right. kind of melted. He was just like, wow, mommy. I'm your yeah. I said, you are mommy's hero. And you can't even, you can't ever allow them to underestimate the strength that they gave us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I even played that. Right. You know. So what, what would you, what advice would you give to any beautiful woman out there who might be in something remotely close to what you've experienced? What, what word of encouragement would you want to provide for her today? You're definitely not alone. Like you're definitely not alone. Don't be embarrassed to come forward about what you're experiencing. You are not the first person to experience whatever it is you're going through. Reach out to somebody who you feel can relate to what you're experiencing, you know? And then on the flip side, for those who are not in the situation, but you feel like somebody you love is in the situation, just be there. Don't give anybody the ultimatum. None of them. Just be there. Mm-hmm. They're not going to leave when you want them to leave. Okay? They know. They already know they have to leave, but they have to find that inner strength to leave. And you giving them you have to leave or I'll or I wouldn't be here and you're not making it you're not making it any easier for them. They already have it going on in their head that they have to battle and and go through on their own. Just be there. The nights when they come by, open your door. Right. The day it doesn't want to cry, do that, but don't chase them away. You know? Um to to anybody who is being abused, you have so much people out there that you don't even know yet that love you you have so much people in your future that's waiting for you to come out of your situation right now Mm -hmm. it's so much outside of what you possibly going through right now just leave Mm -hmm. don't worry about how your bills don't get paid don't worry about you know who gonna say what about you just leave take a deep breath Suck it up. Every day is going to hurt until you get over it. Right. You just say that I'm even going to make it seem like it's all... I'm not going to romanticize the whole situation. It's going to be painful. It was painful for me for a while. You know? Every time I left and go and went back, after I left and stayed, I, I still hurt. I hurt for a few years. But you have to suck that shit up and know that that little pain every day, you know? It's going to get you closer where you need to be. But if every time you feel that pain, you jump back to who gave you that pain, you just going to keep digging a bigger hole eventually. Sad to say, but you might end up dead. Or you might end up behind bars because a lot of us don't report our abuse. And then it comes to a point where we want to take it into our own hands like I wanted to do that night. Because I never really reported a situation. If I did decide to shoot my boyfriend that night, nobody knew I was getting abused. So I was going to go to jail. You know? And I want to say, don't don't take matters into your own hands as far as that. Just leave. 
find somebody that you love and you trust and love and, and you know and wants to protect you and just go that's find great advice oh that is great advice especially when you said don't feel like you're in it alone and that something is wrong with you and then for those like you said on the flip side if they come open your door because that one time you don't open your door could be the last time you see that person and it's it's really tough i mean it's a really hard subject to talk about but as i always say it's one that needs to be discussed because it's too many of us suffering in silence it's too many of us afraid to speak up i mean shoot when i left out out there was rumors going around and i just up and left for no reason but um if anybody has good sense they know that no woman who's married and pregnant with a child is gonna leave for no reason right no one no no like why would a person and then and then drive 14 hours to get away yeah by herself yeah nobody does that for no reason yeah but they would they would paint the abuser would definitely paint a picture and make it seems like you're cool yeah and and that's and i was being told and i'm like really that's that's what's being said and i literally laughed i was like really that's that's what he could come up with okay well if you believe it i don't know what to tell you (laughs) of course they didn't believe it but it was just like the sad thing that that's that's what you came up with i abandoned you how did i abandon you when i'm the one that's pregnant and don't have a job and being mistreated and i decided to leave because that's the picture that they have to paint you know my my at the time okay my ex he he used to tell my mom I was going crazy and I I was really going crazy because I had all the tension inside of me and I would flip I would be quick to fight and go off and because I didn't know what to do with all the anger inside of me mm-hmm. I really yeah like I, I sat in a closet and I took a knife and he got me a Valentine's Day teddy bear and I didn't I was really in the closet like fucking up this thing with a knife to the point I started to rip the head off. I had so much anger inside of me. Mm-hmm. And he called my mother and told her like, your daughter in here going crazy. What's wrong with her? And she was like, no, you can't tell me my daughter going crazy. If she doing shit like that, you did something to her. Right. And, and it, she always, always had an idea, but I never really told her. You never confirmed it. No, but she always knew. <clears throat> Mommy, no. Yeah. Mommy's gonna know, mm. and, and she had the idea, and, and because she had the idea, although she loved him as a son-in-law, she didn't care much for him because she know she know her daughter, and she know that she know the difference in who I was before I met him and after, and she know it was because of what he was doing to me. She just couldn't confirm it. Right. But they will paint the ugliest picture as ugly as possible to flip to flip it and make it seem like you just bugging out or you tripping and more times than not sadly people believe their story because again they're very charismatic there there was a time somebody called they they called the officer over to our apartment and i don't know what he told the police but i was about to go to jail and i'm like so you don't see me with my hair now they all my scalp and like i'm like, I'm looking like he just ripped me to shreds. I don't know what the fuck he told him, but I was about to go to jail. Wow. 
exactly exactly and we have to look for the signs we have to really pay attention to red flags because they're there we don't pay attention to them yeah they're there we I, I thought it was cute in the beginning I thought him being aggressive was cute I'm aggressive I thought it was cute but it it really wasn't that was just red flags red flags red flags red flags and I was just there collecting them like okay okay right. okay but that was some shit I was supposed to turn around and run from yeah. and I was just right and I think too that's why I, I pride myself so much on self-love because it took for me to take that period off to just focus on me and me alone of course my kids included because they're my responsibility but outside of my kids I had to focus on Chiquita Nicole only and nobody else and find out how to love myself what to do to make me sincerely happy what I can do for myself, not what somebody else can do for me, because that's what the problem was before, is that I was looking for love in people, and I needed to find that love within myself, so that I knew when the love was reciprocated properly from someone, but to look for it from someone, them dudes can sense that from a million miles away. Yes, definitely. And you become a target. Yeah. So, I, you know what? I just really, really appreciate you coming on, sharing your story. I know it took a lot of courage to do, to just be so vulnerable and transparent about everything. Um, I do want to give you an opportunity to um, talk about your business and how people can contact you if they want to purchase your clothing, um, follow you on social media, whatever it is, contact you about anything, speaking engagements. So, um, go ahead and if you want to provide that um i appreciate that i really do appreciate um so my clothing brand beauty by chacha garcia um b-e hyphen u-t-i by chacha garcia.com that's the website first of all um on instagram it's official beauty by chacha garcia and that's without the hyphen just straight official beauty by chacha garcia um you can reach me through email at shop at be hyphen uti by chacha garcia and i was inspired to create my clothing brand by my passion to uplift women and by my experience with domestic violence um i have a love of fashion although me and you already talked about it's crazy because i don't like clothes but i love fashion yeah and I- craziest shit ever <laughs> like you can love fashion and not not really wear clothes i mean it's a lot of people like to be free you know what i'm saying it's not wrong with that <laughs> um and i was always you know into fashion i was always into anything beautiful and i had to just really not not that i had to i just let my two passions come together okay um i'm very sincerely genuinely passionate about uplifting women because of what the hell i've been through um beauty is inspired to uplift women and empower women to be true to who they are because i know the shit that i've been through made me the woman that i am today and not much people would understand that because you don't know what i've been through right 
want to say that because I want to encourage women out there. Whoever you are, only you know your story. Only you know the road you've been through. Don't let what other people say or their opinions dictate how you should carry yourself. Unless they uplift you to be better, you shouldn't be allowing the opinions of others to dictate who you are. And that's what the whole beauty brand is about. Whoever you are, you goofy, you ratchet, okay? Exactly. Hey. <laughs> I'm very sexual, I'm very serious, I'm very playful, I'm very secretive, I'm very open. All of that shit combined. Right. I'm just who I need to be when I need to be for whatever reason. And that's what the beauty brand is for, to encourage women to, you know, stay true to yourself and, and uplift another woman, another woman, empower another woman. Because we don't know. We go through a lot and we really bash each other more than uplift each other. We really look at each other as competition more than uplifting each other. And that's insane. Okay, so again, the website is beauty beauty by Chacha Garcia. Um, the email is shop at be-uti by Chacha Garcia. And the IG is official beauty by Chacha Garcia. And I'll make sure that I um, link those in the chat, not the chat box, but the um, the caption of this podcast so that to make it easier for people to access and um, again, this this has been a great segment. It really has. And I'm, I'm really, really hoping and praying that anyone and everyone who listens to this episode will be inspired, will be uplifted and will gain a new a renewed strength that if they're dealing with something as serious as domestic violence and any type of abusive relationship that they know that it is a way out and it's tough. You know, it, it takes it takes some time, but it's very, very doable. So thank you so much once again. Yeah. Well, until next Monday, um, Chiquita Nicole speaks and Miss Cha Cha Garcia is out. Thank you for having me, Chiquita. Of course.